The Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Yes, thank you, Mr. Voiceover Man. This is the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie for the Handshake Media Group. Episode 23, no one is allowed to like this episode because Blink-182 said so. Pricey. Brownie, here we are. That's probably the, the fastest Blink-182 reference we've ever made in this whole podcast series. Well, you are the fastest Blink-182 fan in the West. That's so. right. It's better to be fast than not come at all. <laughs> oh well, let's just get right into it, shall we? Let's uh, <laughs> let's gloss over that pun and move forward and throw to Ebony's story for the heavy music news. What have you got for us this week, Ebony? Thanks, guys. Now we talked about cattle decapitation last week and how their album artwork was stolen by a rapper. And this week they've announced an Aussie tour for their new album, Death Atlas. It's in February, and hey, there's even a show on Valentine's Day for all you brutal lovers. And speaking of shows, Unifier's Thursday pre-party, oh, it's going to be great. Wind Waker, Honest Crooks, The Gloom in the Corner, Bad Love and Terror. Also including a DJ set from Tonight Alive. So that's four days of great music to kick off 2020. Now with some music news, we have a new song from Earthcaller and it's called Spit. It's about anyone that's ever had someone try to stand over them. It's almost a bit rap core. Is that a subgenre? Well, it is now. And our favourite horror band, Ice Nine Kills, have released a new song based on the movie Scream. It's called Your Number's Up, and it includes the fantastic breakdown call of All Bets Are Off, I Just Killed Drew Barrymore. So if you love slasher flicks, add it to your favourite playlist on Spotify or your other favourite streaming service. And we have some band beef to finish off with today. Rob Flynn from Machine Head and Edsel from the band Dope are having a bit of a lover's tiff. So... Critics have said that Machine Head's new song, Do or Die, totally ripped off a song from Dope, which is called Die Motherfucker Die. And Rob has replied, bagging out Dope and insinuating his band is better and received more streams. And then Edsel came back with some hard facts proving more people listen to Dope than Machine Head. They're still fighting now, so grab some popcorn and settle in. That's it. Stay heavy. Thanks, Ebony. And yeah, look, touching on that Machine Head Dope scandal fiasco, Lovers tiff. And much like Rockhampton, this week it's Beef City. <laughs> hey! That's only reference people from Rockhampton or who have been to Rockhampton. Know, or Casino so. in New South Wales. No, no, no. Stuff there. No. Yeah, exactly beef capital right. is Rockhampton. Damn right. Go, so. Rocky Crew. All right. So, uh, Machine Head versus Dope. I think this is one of the most hilarious news stories of the past it week. It really is. And it really goes to show what happens when old men get old and fight over the internet. Yell at clouds. Like, you've got all of these people who rip into millennials. Millennials are entitled. They do this. They do whatever they want. But you give a, an old man social media and you watch him turn into <laughs> yeah, the devil. Just watch him implode. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, with everything that happened with these two bands. So, obviously, obviously Rob Flynn is a little bit upset that people are ripping, to he, ripping into his song and... Yeah, of critiquing so it. to give it a little bit of context as well, I don't feel he reacted well to like criticism of his last album as well. He kind of was old man shakes fist at cloud. It's good. What's wrong with you? It's metal. Yeah, it's, it was all right. It is not me as the kids who are wrong. Yeah, that, and, yeah. And uh, and so fast forward to now, and uh, someone, I th- it must have been like a really innocuous reference. Someone, or either that, or a few people. Commented saying there was a like, few that his I saw, use yeah. of the the phrase "die motherfucker die" in his new song "Do or Die" uh, harkens back to uh, a dope's use of the words 
in one of their songs. Uh, I, I believe the, title the song is called song. Die Motherfucker Die. Yeah, trust me, it's, so, it's a great song too. I saw them perform it earlier on this year. It awesome. is iconic and people know that song for yeah. dope. But and, and like that's fine, but at the same time the phrase doesn't belong to them either. Correct. And so you know for Rob to start like he could have just taken it in the like jest it is like ha ha ha. Yep, great song. Um I didn't rip it from that, but you know Stoked to be associated. Yeah. Kind of thing. Know, shout out could to have just said that. Shout right? out to the boys and dope, you know. That's right. He could have done that. But instead he decided to like He went on a tirade, didn't he? He really did. And and <laughs> really gave it to the go- like not only dope, but fans of dope. Yeah. Ending with the statement. Who the fuck listens to dope anyway? And the best thing about this, the the thing oh, that made this so beautiful. beautiful was Edsel Dope, you know. This guy has been around in the music scene for well over 20 years. And the way he replied was so elegant. Oh, was yeah. so factual. It was, was a beautiful middle finger at the same time. To the point of going, let's find out who listens to Dope. More people listen to Dope on Spotify than Machine Head. Thank you very much. Thanks Good for night. coming. Mic drop. See you later. Boom. Yeah. But Rob didn't want it to end Do you want to leave it no, there? No, he's like, trying to get the last say in, trying to go. But like in my opinion of this whole entire beef... Dope one, oh, hands down. With class. So much more respect for this band that yeah. I, I barely knew before that Static X tour they were right. on. So, like, well done to them. And, like, all of us just sitting back watching this old man implode. Yeah. Can the, will this hurt Machine Head, do you think? Oh, I think it already has. Yeah? I think, you know, it, people that would have just not said anything are now going, oh, Rob. Oh, mate, give up. This stop, is, stop that. It's like know. when you, you see your old heroes fighting and you you see them turn into something. You're like, you know, that's that's not the man I remember. The no. old man would have been like, stuff you all. I'm going to do what I want to do. But no, he's just, you know, picking fights with people. It's it's like an attention-seeking yeah, thing. The, and it, any publicity is good publicity. And, yeah, I, I don't particularly subscribe to that track, to be honest. And, and you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's worked out well for him here. Even though, yes, on a like on a hits sort of basis, he's probably his name probably comes up, you know. Yeah, more so now, more so and, now, and people are going to go check out the song for the sake of what he's negative, doing. Yeah, it's such a negative way to discover him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, and and, and look, if this is the first indication of what the new lineup for Machine Head is all about, they've already got like a, a black smidge against their name, which sucks because I, I mean. I mean, he's, the the song itself copped a little bit of flack for like his sort of rap style delivery of the, Simplistic the lyrics, verses yeah. and that sort of stuff. But on a just on a pure like energy level, I really dug it oh, to, to begin with. Before yeah. he started all of this rubbish, look, if I had a couple of beers and I was watching the show, like, oh, I in my head, yeah, I'd sing along to that. Yeah, it yeah. was heavy, it was fast, it, yeah. it was it was better than it was the more majority. fun than anything on that last. Yeah, album. on catharsis, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So look, you know, Rob, you've you've got a lot of work to do to come bringing this back yeah. around again. But you got some great, you got some gain uh, ground to gain back. Yeah. Yeah, and look, if you're listening to this and you don't know who Dope is, go give that song a spin. Just you yeah. know, with a big smile on your face and a big middle finger. <laughs> no, you do. Yeah, no, you're putting a big middle <laughs> finger up. Yeah. Um, now we have lots of banter and lots of fights concerning some nerdy things that we do. I am very open with the fact that I'm team Marvel. I love yeah. Marvel to a T and you're the guy who sits on the fence. Man, I don't see it as sitting on the fence at all. Uh, you know, I just, I don't necessarily see it as a binary 
thing. You don't have to be Marvel or DC. That, yeah, yeah. And and look, I can, I can vouch for you and say that there are some fans out there who are. Who are, who are like that? You know, you can like you both. That's mu- fine. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And they're entitled to their wrong opinions. <laughs> so, oh, like, wow. When it comes to me with something like this, I'm dedicated to everything that Marvel do because they nail everything they do. Are you talking about just cinema universe, or are you talking about comic books as well? Comic books as well. From the ones I've seen, like you have to admit, Infinity Gauntlet in the comic book series mm. was a fantastic. You know, read. I, I love that. I still love it. And I still think Civil War, even though they went in a different direction in the movies to what the both, comics were about, it man, was great. Both both companies have incredible tentpole uh, event series like that. Like, for every Infinity War that you quote, I can say um, Crisis on Infinite Earths or Zero Hour or, you know what I mean? Like, these are all things. What, what, what are these things? Because I've not these seen are them. These are the sim- similar uh, events? crossover event stories that happen in the DC universe. Yeah, but how many do they need to do in order to gain attention? As many as Marvel. Marvel's the worst for their event. Like, every single thing they do, they try to jam into an event it's series. Like, it's, like a really long se- it's like a really long movie, They're right? never not doing event series. But that's, look, that's what I'm saying. Like... If, if you want me to be honest and, and, and give credit where credit's due, the, the best thing that DC do better than Marvel is their movie soundtracks or the soundtracks yeah. involving bands that are associated with yeah. them, whether it be the comics, whether it be the movies. I'm mm. sure the TV shows as well. I haven't yeah. seen any off the top of my yeah, head. Sorry. Great, great soundtracks. But like when it comes to, to Marvel, like the best thing off the top of my head that got revealed through Marvel was mm. Evanescence in Daredevil. Daredevil, yeah. That's, in in Metal World, yeah, I'm going to sure. have to say that. Like they, they helped revive or something. The early... The early... Um, the early... Uh, I think those movies were on Sony. They're either Sony or Universal. But those ones for... Like, your Blade... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, no, Blade was New Line Cinema. But, yep, yep. Um, you know, stuff like Blade, Daredevil... Um, uh, Punisher, um, yeah, Ghost Rider, right. yeah, all of those movies all had fantastic metal soundtracks. Um, and and you know, I was only talking about Default the other day, the band Default. Remember? Oh, I know, I remember the name, but I can't remember yeah. the songs. Yeah. I was talking about him because I was talking about that band because the singer um, is uh, now a country music artist and is coming to Brisbane next oh, month. Right, okay. and then they found out that he was a. He used to be the singer of Default. And I was like, what the hell? Because he, they were on like the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, not Amazing Spider-Man. Just like Spider-Man 2 soundtrack. Yeah, okay. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, what Marvel soundtrack could you not reference but Spider-Man 2 with the... Uh, Vindicated. The, no. Dashboard Confessional. No. no. Chad Kroger's... No, that was number one. Hero with Joey, Josie Scott. No, it was Scott. number two. No, it was number one. I Rubbish. know that for a fact because that's Spider-Man too. I've said that was the, the best thing musically that Chad Kroger has ever done because it wasn't associated with, with Nickelback and it was I'm in the first certain. movie. No, we got to Google this. Okay, now. we're going to do we're this now because this I can tell you spot. what happened. I have been obsessed with Marvel movies for the majority of my okay. life, and I won tickets to go and see that. I also scored the soundtrack when I used to call the radio station. Okay. You know what songs were on that? It was that song there. there was a- you know what other song was on there? Some forty ones. What we're all about. Yeah. On the second album, the song of the uh, movie was Vindicated. Damn it! You're right. By Dashboard Confessional. Oh, you're right. Damn it. 
See, this is why you need to invest Ooh. more time into Ooh, Spider-Man out. Two had lost profits. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. And, and Jet and Train. Oh, oh. yikes! I'm going to take yeah. that one back. Yeah, right. Just go taking that, that out the back window. Big time. Luckily, the movie made up for those wrongs. Yeah, the, the best yeah. of those three. I would, yeah. I would argue. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The, the Tobey Maguire trilogy. Yep. Yes, it was. So yeah, that that Chad Kroger song. I don't care what anyone says. I'm I'm a very yeah, open person who isn't a Nickelback fan. I've got mm. my reasons. I've explained those reasons. If you've missed those reasons, find me in the street and I'll sit down and give you my novel. Cash me outside. Um, but yeah, that song he did yeah. was great. Yeah. It was so good, and it was just, you know, I hated myself for liking it, and then I opened the floodgates yeah. and was like, nah, I love Banger. this now." Yeah. So the reason we bring this up is because, I mean, the Watchmen film, so that's a DC property. The Watchmen film itself had a great soundtrack. We've discussed this before. My Chemical Romance. Yeah, they did the cover. Yep, all that that's stuff. right. So, but the new uh, TV series that is like, it's like a continuation of the Watchmen story. Not so much the movie, but the comic book series. So yeah, they take correct. the events of the comic book series and, you know, fast forward it now into the 2010s. Ah, is that what's going on? And, yep. you know, Adrian Veidt, who was the, who's Ozymandias uh, from the comic books, he has survived and he's uh, now played by Jeremy Irons, which... Uh, I know Jeremy Irons. He, he was in um, The Lion King. He was also in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, it's uh, been a while. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Anyway. Great actor. Great actor. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails have oh, done the soundtrack for this. Look, uh, that, that's an instant win right there. Yeah. When, you, when you team those two up mm. for a movie soundtrack, you know it's going to be good. It doesn't yeah, even need just, to have music. It ju- just, just the instrumentals the of what they can do. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. They, they posted a little uh, snippet of it this afternoon, and I, I had a little listen, and it's is suitably dark. Grungy? And, and, gritty? Yeah. 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 You can tell there's going to be it's yeah it's going to suit the vibe for sure. Well, look, that's that's I would be inclined, I, and I actually am inclined to watch this. I mm. I saw the Watchmen movie, and mm. I think there's going to be a lot of people out there who are like me. That movie was way too smart for me. So by okay. the end of it, I was looking at the flashing colors and was like, "Whoa, I've no idea what's going well, on." Well, Zack but Snyder is good at that as well. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a story for another day. But but yeah, man, the the funny thing is like the comic book that they that came from it was very faithful in a lot of ways um but i feel like it's funny you say it was too smart for you because they actually dumbed down oh really the ending because the have you read the comic no no okay so instead of so you know how all the way through like ozzy mendias has been sort of framing up dr manhattan the glowing blue guy yep yep to be sort of like and at the end that big explosion that went off, they, you know, he blamed it on Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, didn't they want to get rid of the population or something like that? It was... It, it, was, it was to do with that um, the, the US wanted uh, a reason to attack the, the Russians. And, and, like, nuclear war was coming. Yeah, and, that's right, yeah. And yeah. what they wanted to do was uh, they wanted to frame Dr. Manhattan for it and, and make an enemy out of... Like so that like they could keep the population scared. Yeah, um, yeah, got and, you. And, yeah, and, and so keep that, their big so guns that the, and everything. So yeah. that the US government could basically like the, the people would grant them enough power because they were scared. Yep, yep, to do yep. whatever they want. Okay, all right. right. Yep, yep, yep. So, yep. but what Adrian Veidt's ultimate goal was was to make world peace because he wanted everyone to, um, 
get along. So his ultimate goal was actually quite uh, virtuous. His ultimate goal was he was going to create world peace by creating another different target, like another enemy. And the heroes? Or the, no. The he- so in the comic book, he, he's been um, experimenting with teleportation. And so he created this like big mutant uh, squid octopus looking thing and teleported it. And so, but, but he, there was a problem with his teleportation device and whatever he sent through it would explode. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, gotcha. Yep, yep. So what he did, he wanted to make people think that there was an alien invasion. Yeah, and then it, all right. And then he sent it through a teleport, uh, to, through a portal. It explodes in the middle of New York City. And everyone thinks aliens are invading, so it keeps the peace because it unites humans uh, against a common enemy. So that's right, his yeah, goal. Yeah. But by doing, but to do it, he had to bur- murder billions of people, and so it's weird because th- then the superheroes See, well, are look, trying to stop him creating world peace. Do you well, get what I'm saying? Yeah, I got, I got you now. Yeah. Like, 75%. I'm still pretty dumb it's when an, it comes it's to It's an interesting concept yeah. when you boil it all down. But yeah. look, you, you can't you can't team up like uh, like you know Dashboard Confessional or, or Chad Kroger for a soundtrack like that. You need to have Atticus yeah. and Yeah, yeah. um and and do something so gritty and dark like that. And so, you know, back getting back on track again. Like that's what DC have done well. Like if there's one redeeming factor, if they got rid of those guys and they, mm. and they stopped making these gritty soundtracks, then yeah, it, it would just be a big pile of poop in my opinion, but that's what they're doing best. And if they can continue Creating that on, atmospherics, to yeah. keep those themes going with these bands they, they use and those musicians, then mm. yeah, release a soundtrack like that. I mean, that's even, metal. It'd be great. Wouldn't Cause it? I mean, even you go back to man of steel, Batman versus Superman, those film soundtracks, uh, uh, featured uh, Junkie XL. Yeah, uh, doing yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of the and and Junkie XL uh, collaborated a lot with contemporary artists and and DJs and and stuff like that. Like the the Superman flight theme from Man of Steel contained, I think it was something like twenty one or twenty two drummers, and it was like Danny Carey from Tool and Pharrell Williams. And oh, like, really? Yeah, I've got wow. the I've got the vinyl. Yeah, where you, okay, you do yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The gatefold vinyl out, and the the middle picture is them in Abbey Road Studios with this big ring of drum kits. That's sick. With okay, all of yep. the drummers playing. Yeah, all right. That. And it's I, just like, see, like they do that stuff well. Yeah, it's just they need a better direction when it comes to their creative visions. Well, really. he, well, here's the thing, right? Like or love Zack Snyder's vision for it. The second they stepped away from Zack Snyder, and and you know for unfortunate reasons why he had to step out. Yeah, yeah. And you include Joss Whedon, who did a great job on amazing. Avengers. Like I, I've respected and, him for and, years. And no disrespect to Joss Whedon, he did step into a movie that was half made. And yeah, he did pick up yeah. the slack somehow. But that is that movie is truly like two films jammed together. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. But unfortunately, what it meant when Zack Snyder stepped away, so did Hans Zimmer. And Junkie X. I didn't know that they were all connected. Right. Yeah. There you so go. then Danny yeah. Elfman stepped in and rescored the whole thing. Yeah. So then, yeah. You, and so as much, you know, as much hate as Man of Steel and ba- Batman vs. Superman get, yep. Justice League got more. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. At least with those two films and the Wonder Woman film that came before it, at least they were consistent in their style. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 were, they were gritty. They were dark. Yeah, like, they weren't like, you know, Batman Begins dark, yeah, yeah, but they I were would, like, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. But then, 
put it into Justice League world, and it's like a, it's like watching a cartoon. Yeah, that's and that's like exactly, I'm a DC yep, guy yep, yep, as yep, much yep. as like if I'm gonna say I lean either way, it's definitely towards DC. But like even I could admit like that's a, that is a it's a pile of trash. Look, I think we can both agree on this here. The one redeeming factor that the DC universe or whatever it is needs. Mm is to add someone musically to their roster. Mm. And they need to add someone into these films to clear everything up. get And get the right vibe, yeah. And there's only one man that oh, can do that go. job. And that man is Thomas Morello. Hey! Because you look... Did you you remember that the fact that he was in Iron Man, right? He, man, do you know why? John, he is really good friends with John Favreau. And that's how... Because if you take a step back even further than Iron Man... He was actually... John Favreau and Vince Vaughn used to do a lot of movies together. That's right, yeah. And they direct as well together. They did a movie uh, called Swingers. I remember that, yeah. yeah. Tom Morello is, is in Swingers. Ah, at the start of the movie, watch that now. At the start of the movie, they're, they're like amateur gangsters sort of thing. They're sort yeah. of like playing at being gangsters. They're kind of... Yeah, yeah. They, they mess up a lot and all that sort of stuff. They're, they're sent along to a man's bucks party to... I can't remember why they're sent there, but they're sent to this Bucks party to collect money or something or other. Yeah. Tom Morello is the guy who plays the Buck. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So they're long-term friends and that's how... And then he turns up in the cave in Iron Man. This is the thing. I had no idea until, let's say, maybe two or three years ago, someone mentioned, I'm like, nah, get out. And I went back. I'm like, there he is. So, yeah. But he's also also been in Star Trek. He's also in Star Trek The Next Generation. Ooh, I one of the tracks uh, yeah, I was going to say. It could be Voyager. I could be wrong. but Well, yeah. let, let's let's look at what he's done. Like, he's a man. He's an absolute legend. And, like, anything he touches mm. can be salvaged. So can he save DC? Could he potentially be... And this is a story that you dropped earlier on the week, which was the fact that he got noticed and recognised So he's obviously a fanboy. He's yeah. obviously a bit of a... Like, he's a nerd or a geek, whichever he wants to call he's, himself. He's like us. Like, yeah. you know, everyone listening. So he's... Yeah, so this sort of ties into the Marvel side of things as well in that, you know, Marvel Disney is a Disney Marvel, property. Yeah, gotcha, he went yeah. along to Star Wars Galaxy Galaxy's Edge. I'm super jealous. I do want to go there one day. Okay, for those who don't know, it's essentially Star Wars World at like Disneyland or something like that. So Disneyland, like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, so there's a full-size Millennium Falcon there. You get, um, basically you get dropped into the world of Star Wars. There's a planet, you, you're set on a planet where it's a like an Imperial, um, sorry, a first order uh, run run city. Yep. And then outside the city in like a, an old temple is the resistance base. And you actually have to leave the little town and walk through like a whole big like jungle thing before you get to the resistance temple and all of this sort of stuff. Yeah. It's really cool. And within the town as well, you can see evidence of the resistance in there as well as like stickers on the wall saying, you know, resist the first order. And So it's kind yeah. of like if you're immersed in the Star Wars universe, yeah. you will appreciate this whole experience as opposed to going in there and getting a photo with a Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can do that as well. Yeah. But, you know, and at various times of the day, Kylo Ren lands in his ship and like comes out and starts ordering people around and telling his stormtroopers to, you know, you know, restrain this, you know, populist you know, or whatever it is or something like that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, all this sort of stuff. So there's stuff that happens and uh, you can go in, there's a bar in there, a cantina. Oh, good, go great. Into. Yeah, you had me and, a bar. Um, so, well, this is where Tom Morello went. He went into the bar and, you know, so the people that work at the at the theme park as well, they, they're in character. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's, it's like going to Movie World on the Gold Coast, right. for example. That's right, yeah. but a little bit more immersive. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, the guy behind the bar, 
you know, he's he's working in town in you know the the first order control the town. So he'd be, and so he slipped Tom Morello uh, like a sticker with uh, his drink, it's kind of you know looking around on like, the hush kind of on thing. the hush, yeah, yeah. saying it's a, it's rare we get a resistance leader, uh, you know, Gen- <laughs> General Morello to him, and just like. He lost it. Tom because, became the fanboy, essentially. Yeah, because yeah. he's like... And I just want to meet the guy who did that. The guy who knows who Tom Morello is working at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's my kind of person. That that person could be me in an alternative universe. So when do we get to find out about your secondary job that you do on weekends? Oh, man, I wish. <laughs> oh, God, I'd love to be involved. Ah, uh, that'd be good. Um, Someone out there with lots of money, make that happen for me, please. Thank you. Please do. But while we're on the topic of, like things that are like, you know, immersive and you get yourself involved as much as possible. Invasion Fest is making its comeback after a couple of years just dormant and it's blowing expectations completely. Out of the water. Like Ash Hull, who is organising this, is just doing a pretty bang up jump to make a heavy music festival. Like And it is heavy too. It's heavy. So oh like my God. when you look at the likes of what they've managed to achieve in the past week alone we've seen the Red Shore are reuniting to play this festival. I've not seen social media blow up that hard yeah. in a while. Everyone just going what in tarnation? I did not expect this. And the funny thing is, is you can't exactly like keep up with what's going on because they're drip feeding the announcement. I think it's also mm. building to the hype because it's like, oh, mm. I wonder who they'll announce today. Oh my god, what? Where'd yeah. that come from? How'd you get that? So like, so far we've seen the likes of Daybreak, Diamond Construct, uh, On Its Crooks, Bloom, Sleep Talk, uh, Alpha Wolf, Caged Existence, um, The Red Shore, who I mentioned before, The Jesus Piece. Um, just Jesus peace Just mate. Jesus Come peace. on mate Come on The Falsifer Come on You're going to pick me up on that <laughs> Falsifer Grave Mind Justice for the Damn like, if, And more to come From if, what I hear like, If you love heavy Then this is a festival Where you are going to get Your veins hooked up To what you need yeah, There's it, death it, metal There's death core There's metal core There's metal It's there's just like, all beat down It's, yeah, so, it's so good It's and really reminiscent of like the old school, early 2000s. Of, you remember the shows that used to get put on? Like yeah. all the hardcore shows? Yeah. It's like that. It's like... like Boys of Summer Tour and That's stuff. exactly yeah, yeah. what I was thinking yeah. of. Like if you want to relive your youth, you go to Invasion Fest. Except now we're like 10 years older. We're hanging out the back with like sidewoods caps. Watching the kids of today get in there and throw <laughs> down. So, But yeah, there will be uh, some arms thrown. There will be some... Yeah, that's right. Pits like, circled. All of, this, all of the things. Some, like I'll admit... Some rules um, of death walled i don't know well, i'm not i'm not afraid to get in the mosh but i feel like for that show i mm. will need bubble wrap that's scary yeah yep. so that's that's happening in january next year january 18, 18 in sydney so like you know look at going if you love your heavy yeah you could probably make a road trip of it if you go to unify if you from up this way yeah you, you could start your way start, down go all the way down and, and work your way back up go to invasion fest the week after. that's it and then put a mortgage on your house and <laughs> work yeah. for the rest of the year yeah <laughs> uh but after all of that happens we'll finally all be immersed in the world of ice nine kills because of their debut performance at good things festival yeah and over the past week i'm i'm you, you and and comics and 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 mm. you know that's something well, we share a fanboy right yeah speaking of fanboying these guys are massive horror movie fans yeah uh, in being that their their last album i mean which they've now announced like a big premier pre, like premium package of that yeah the deluxe edition comes deluxe out on edition. friday it's just 
that Ice Nine Kills do amazing work in taking stories and turning it into theatrical songs, so mm. to say. And never, ever in my life would I imagine that one of my top three movies of all time will be turned into a song and be so close to the, the topic yeah. material that yeah. it's like they nailed it. I could not love this song anymore. Well, I mean, they did the same thing with their song It Is The End as well. Yeah, which is based it, on it, yeah. You know, singing about Georgie and... Yeah, you know, everything about that. down here and, like, you know... They sing, like, as part of the song, there's a... With the, like, the actual like horn. The it, horn. And it, it, it pays yeah, respect so to where it originally comes yeah. from. And so this new song is called Your Numbers Up. And it's based upon Scream, like the first movie. Yeah. And, you know, you, your, your breakdown call-outs or the words that happened before a breakdown, they've got the absolute best one with this, which is... All bets are off. I just buried Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Which is, as you would know, like the, the one thing that screen movies became infamous for was that the most recognized and well-known actor was killed off in Last the first 10 about minutes. Two minutes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the fact that they've gone into so that far, that, that detail and like there's references to the late Wes Craven through it all. Yeah. And you actually hear like sound Screams effects, everything and, yeah, about yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it. This is so good. Like if, if you're ever going to cover or write something about, something involving pop culture, they're Just the pinnacle. That's deep. exactly where dive, you need yeah. to be. Yeah. So I can't wait to hear this at Good Things and, you know, just see what they can do next because I'm all about this band right now. Yeah. yeah. It's a perfect, uh, perfect, Halloween release. Yeah, they've they've done very well for that. So least of which is that they actually have a Halloween song. Yeah, like, that references the band, uh, the the movie Halloween. That's you know? it. Like, that, look, it's just if you got a Halloween party coming up, just chuck that album on repeat. Yeah, there you go. That's, much. That sets your night up for you. Totally. Now, we spoke earlier about band beefs, but uh, a couple of bands are getting together and doing a couple of things in jest. Yeah. In jest for a tour they've got together. Yeah. Well, this one, you know, they're touring together uh, and, you know, this might create rivalries. Uh, it might create beef. Uh, <laughs> or, or they might eat beef. I don't know because... Basically, uh, Lagerstein and uh, Lagerstein are doing their endless rum tour. Uh, they've done the first leg of that, which is throughout Europe, and they played festivals like uh, Varken and yeah, those and big shows they were doing Sabaton over there. Open Air, and yeah, like they so this... did some massive festivals over there. This is a band from Brisbane. They're pirate metal themed. They've you know they they really are immersive in their like in their uh, like dedication to the theme like yeah they, yeah they drink yeah. rum they sing about rum and beer and sailing the high seas and you know just being so, scallywags basically like if you like pirates of the caribbean but you were a bit too old to watch it then you would like this band right yeah or if you just like playing drinking games while watching pirates of the caribbean oh, yeah. it's basically that. there you go okay <laughs> anyway so them and triple kill are doing this tour together the whole run and uh, in the three weeks leading into starting today, uh, which is Wednesday, so Wednesday from today, next week, the week after, they're doing three rounds of what they're calling the, the Endless Rum Battle Royale. So they'll be streaming live on their Facebook uh, along with Triple Kill, and they'll be doing various challenges, and the punters will get to decide who the winner is. Yeah, gotcha, and yeah the loser of which will face the consequences on stage at their shows. Well, so who knows? I've seen these guys do challenges themselves. So, uh, Lagerstein, uh, while in, I want to say, uh, Sweden, 
there's some sort of fermented fish. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dish right. yeah. from Sweden that is a delicacy there. Which I've but, heard of, yes. Yes, and some people can't even take the smell of it. And it triggers the, uh, the gag, the gag reflex yep, yep, yep. Uh, in people, even just the smell of it, let alone trying to eat it. And so these guys cracked a tin of it. And people were just immediately vomiting uh, in the background. Oh, sorry, cool. I forgot so you're a sympathetic. I'm, I'm a sympathy spewer, but I also imagine imagine things, and I can oh, smell what that's yes, like. Yes, exactly. Right. And so, like, th- we're talking. This is the, maybe they brought a tin of this stuff back into Australia. I don't know. <laughs> they and they customs. Oh god, yeah. I, can't, I can I only you. imagine. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. smuggled in somewhere. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but <laughs> but so you know, you, we can it. only yeah. imagine what kind of challenges these guys are going to do to each other. So, like, this is what I'm saying. Have a look and see what they're doing. Vote for it, the best one. Yeah. The loser will have something memorable happen to them on stage yeah. and get along to the shows. Because my god, I uh, don't know what you're going to witness. But I th- okay, well, I'm going to keep my eye on yeah, that. I can't yeah. wait to see what those guys are, especially with the fact that Lagerstein did those shows overseas. Like, yeah. this is a huge deal that we get to see these shows. As much like I don't want to compare them to Parkway, but like you know, Parkway did those shows and came back, and we got to see them. Yeah, so this like is, your airborne, see... who do really big things That's over there it, as well. Exactly. Like, it it it's you know, but I mean, these guys run their own festival as well. They have a thing called Lagerfest. Lagerfest. I remember hearing that. Yeah, it sells out venues. Yeah, you know, this is a you know, if you if you boil it all down, this is like in in inverted quotes, this is a local band. Is it? You know, it and it's they they're just very very clever with their marketing and their and they've. They are just party animals, and and people go along with the vibe. Is it essentially like when you go to Lagerstein, like going to Oktoberfest, except people get dressed up like pirates, yeah. going to like a pirate fest, essentially. Yeah, yeah. But it's not all pirate bands; it's a whole collection of bands they get. The, they, the bands generally fit the vibe, though. They're yeah, not necessarily got yeah. pirate bands. Yep, yep. But they they fit the vibe. You like know? I remember one year there was a band called Kegan play. They and, are playing on this tour. And there you go. And yep. for th- if you haven't discovered Kegan yet, they are going to be that band that's been sitting there for ages that you wish you knew about. The majority of all their songs are about goon. It is hilarious. Yep. It is so, so great. This, this is what I'm saying. Like the 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 right band will fit the bill. Like they, yeah, they, okay, yeah. They, they hand select the types of bands that play along with And them, look, yeah. if you enjoy a bit of partying, this is the tour that you need to go to. Yeah. Perfect so dance. The tour sold. dates are between November 15th and November 30th. Check out Lagerstein.net and you know, hit it up. All right, well, before we get out of here, like we, we mentioned a bit of beef before, which um, was a funny version of a beef. And this is like, I, I want to put it in the category of like a former idol of a band that yeah. the band was ripping into but it, it all seems to be like it would be like a bit of joke and humor but it's really serious yeah like so this started like the, this beef started uh with nikki uh with michael Starr and stick sardinia from steel panther being asked in an interview who would you bring back who, who would you bring back from the dead uh you know of your musical heroes yeah and they said <laughs> they said Vince Neil and Sticks said oh but he's not dead Michael and Michael said yeah yeah no no the the Vince Neil from back in the uh, day the previous one yeah because that guy's dead yeah right? yeah no like, the the guy look, that fronted Motley Crue that guy's dead valid point right? but yep so very tongue in cheek yeah yeah they're yeah. very much like we we all know his best days are, are behind him yeah yeah kind yeah. of thing yeah. you know and we and look, and, a lot of us can can agree with that. Like, yeah. I, I have to jump on Team Panther. But for it's a second said there. with respect. They they love Vince Neil, and they like it. But anyway, not to 
necessarily justify that. Yep. But then Nikki Six decided to pipe up and say, oh, you guys are, are a wannabe band and backstabbers, you know, like Steel Panther should shut their mouth about Vince Neil, blah, 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 blah. Once again, valid point, but yeah, like obviously he took it a bit serious than what it was in jest. Correct. Yeah. Stick Sardinia then fired back, or clapped back, as the kids say, uh, saying that, oh, okay, and and filmed a video of him asking Siri what backstabbing means, because he then decided to quote and say, righto, Nikki Six. So you yourself fired off shots at Vince Neil, you and the band all calling Vince Neil fat and calling him a blubbery whale or something or other, falling out of his boat. Oh, I want to know what happened to the coral reef that you fell on. You know, what damage did you do there? And it's like, well, where was your respect and love for Vince Neil at that point, mate? And I think that's, yeah. the, and I think that's the point to be made there is, yo, Nikki Six, maybe, you know, pipe down on, on uh, you know, Pointing fingers and uh, whatnot. On pointing fingers because, you What's know... What's the saying go? Those in glass houses. Those in glass houses, exactly. Throw, throw stones or walk around naked, that kind of yeah, thing. Correct. Yeah, correct. So it's sort of just like, mate, maybe stop taking yourself so seriously and... And you look at a band like Motley Crue. Do, do they take themselves seriously? No. Have they ever taken themselves seriously? Well, apparently seriously? they do. No. Because... I, I think it's because they're, they're old men in old age, much like Rob Flynn, and mm. Motley Crue is finished, their legacy is behind them, and now they're just kind of doing things to stay relevant, if that or, makes sense. Or get headlines, yeah. Yeah, and clicks, that's it. Yeah. How, how do you keep someone in the spotlight when your time in the spotlight is done? Mm. You, you say controversial and things. And you can do you it gracefully. Yeah. Or you can do it in a very ugly way. And I think this is just like, guys, just, you know, understand. And, you know, they've actually been pretty critical. Like, Nikki Six has been pretty critical. And um, Tommy Lee, from all, all reports, has been fairly critical of Steel Panther, saying that they're a bit of a joke and da-da-da. Yeah. And they've toured with them, and Nikki Six has performed with Steel Panther yeah. on stage. It's like, which do you want to be? Do you want to support the, you know, you know do you want to... Do you want to support what they're doing by performing with them, or do you want to like disavow them? Like, which do you want to do? Well, I think the key of what we need to do is watch over the next couple of weeks. If there's something that comes out where it's like special collaboration, then we go ah, oh, uh, marketing ploy, marketing yeah. ploy. Yeah, I don't but think so. This no. seems they clapped back far too fast. Yeah, and, yeah, and far too. Um, it's not the the messages are not PR'd. Yeah, no, like it, they've it's, not been run through a PR filter. It's run straight this through. Is, that's social media. From their mouth, yeah, man, and, and it's and it's not. Yeah, I but don't, look, I, it I, doesn't seem to me like it's been cooked up in a publicity stunt. With all of these bands that seem to rip into each other, you know, it's bad for them, but it's good for us because we just sit back on the couch and go, <laughs> "Keep going, keep going. Yeah. Let's see what else you're gonna well, do next." I mean, or, you did say you like the shade. You love to spill the tea. I do enjoy tea, and mate, my, this week it's my kettle piping hot. My kettle has been boiled almost every day, and it's been <laughs> delicious. So. Sit back and uh, take it all in and see what next week has to You've offer. Got a thermos just carrying it yeah, around, just I've, sipping on the tea. I've burnt my tongue so much, it's insane. <laughs> but uh, that brings us to the end of the Matter of Action podcast, episode 2 3. Just like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, I was about to say that. Legacy that we have here, and we continue to keep going. Cheers, Az. Uh, he's. Brown, you're brownie, right? Yeah, and I, I'm pricey. Yeah, are that's you sure right. about that? Yeah, you're brownie. I'm pricey. Catch you later. Bye bye. 
You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.